business, government, religion, family issues, and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday. A St. Louis pastor who was fined for handing out sandwiches to the hungry on Halloween had his day in court. Pastor Ray Rudlick told three federal judges yesterday that he was handing out sandwiches as an expression of his faith and his freedom of speech. The city says that Rudlick had to follow protocols for restaurants if he was going to hand out food. His attorney says that's a strange position to take for something that happened on Halloween. No word yet on the results of that case. Love Water Sports are just looking for a fun day on the lake. The towboat tie-up is this weekend, starting with a party at Dog Days this evening. Wake Sports boaters hit the water Saturday morning at Lynn Creek Cove. The tie-up gives a chance for water sports enthusiasts from across the lake to get together and cove out for a weekend of fun. Registration information at lakeexpo.com. It's like golfing with a shotgun. The Missouri Trap Shooters Association in Lynn Creek is welcoming the public to experience their new sporting clays course with several fundraisers this summer. Shooting events have already raised money for Teen Harbor and the Magic Dragon Trail system this summer. And there's a shootout for the shootout coming up July 10th. No need to be a pro. The MTA Sporting Clays course is built for amateurs and pros alike. More info at photos at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. TGIF back to work for the Cardinals and Royals today. They both had yesterday off. It is on the road for both of the teams. The Redbirds in first place and playing very well of late. We'll have a good challenge in Boston against the Red Sox for a three-game weekend series. The Royals in last place in their division. They've been struggling big time. They were off yesterday. They'll play the next three in Oakland against the A's. And remember some changes to baseball this year. If you haven't been keeping up with that, the National Leaguers are using the designated hitter this year. That was installed in the offseason. College baseball, the College World Series, starts today in Omaha. Two games. First game will feature Oklahoma against Texas A&M. And then the night game, Notre Dame against Texas. Tomorrow's two games, Arkansas against Stanford and Ole Miss against Auburn. And again, it's down to the final eight teams for college baseball's national championship. No NASCAR race this weekend. They're off. They'll be in Nashville next weekend. The Chiefs wrapped up their mandatory minicamp yesterday. That was the last offseason workout until 
training camp opens. That is a little over a month away, July 26th. They'll do that for the 12th straight year in St. Joe. The uh, 32 NFL teams have to hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the upcoming season. One of the several policy additions that have been announced, the coach can be female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the NFL. Hey, have you checked out KB on TV yet? It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see it every day, 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, like a cup of coffee with Will and Chris from Slumberland Furniture. That's greatness. So is What's Burning with KB. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Hey, good morning. It's 8.07. We're at 77 degrees. 
Broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors in beautiful downtown Osage Beach, Missouri. So glad you could join us this morning for The Daily Show. We'll be talking with Donna Swall with uh, LOA, Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance, shortly. Mary Isaac with Angels with Tales. They're having an open house this weekend. We'll tell you where and when and tell you a little bit more about uh, what uh, Mary has uh, been doing. This is uh, like a dream come true for Mary Isaac, and uh, I tell you what, she is so dedicated to taking care of uh, these animals around the area, finding uh, homes for them, giving them hope, just letting them live out their days at uh, the Angels with Tails Sanctuary. Also, Dave Boppin joins us this morning. Of course, we'll take a trip among the dogwoods and find out what's new and exciting as far as uh, the Kemba County Commission, uh, maybe a school of the Osage School Board meeting. All in all, it's an action-packed program, and we thank you for joining us. I was just reading, I was getting ready to do the weather forecast, and I scrolled down to take a look at the radar, and there's absolutely nothing on the radar, by the way, but um, (laughs) I was reading where it said (laughs) the hurricane report, right? They've got the hurricane report. More hurricanes expected. Just letting you know, right? So everybody understands and realizes that, uh, you know, we could very easily, we could very easily be enduring more hurricanes. I think most of us knew that. Ninety-five the high today, seventy-three the low tonight. Maybe a bit of a break this weekend before we get blasted, and I do mean blasted by Mother Nature on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Expecting a high of ninety-one tomorrow, a high of ninety-one on Sunday. Sunny both days. Ninety-seven Monday, one hundred Tuesday. Partly cloudy in 97 on Wednesday, 95 with some clouds on Thursday, and 96 degrees with a partly cloudy sky on Friday of next week. And it really does not look as though we are in for much in the way of relief throughout the rest of the month of June and to kick off the month of July. But uh, the dog days are here. Heat advisory in effect for the area as well. Probably want to keep this in mind if you have any traveling to do. 11 a.m. this morning until 8 p.m. tonight. So uh, just act accordingly, and you should be in pretty good shape. Lake level at uh, Bagnell Dam is uh, 659.16. River level at 566.84. Still cranking out quite a bit in the way of discharge, 37,000-plus cubic feet per second. And so there you go. I do believe we have uh, the one and only Miss Miss Donna Swall on the phone with us here this morning. And Donna, I would like to come in and talk to you about some of the things that are coming up with LOA, the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. Donna, you staying cool? How are you this morning? I am staying cool, and I am terrific. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Just awesome. It's Friday. It's going to be a great weekend at the Lake of the Ozarks. We're all going to get out and have fun and think about our dads and uh, maybe do something nice for them. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, my son, who is very busy... Uh, remembers the old man this weekend. I'm pretty sure he will. I mean, I would think that uh, <laughs> since since he's my son and I'm his father, he, he'll probably at least pick up the phone and give me a call. So uh, what's going on with uh, the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance? What's new? What's exciting? Tell us all about it. Well, I'll tell you what, KB. Thank you so much for having me on. It's Always. so, so important to me. We have this meeting coming up uh, next Thursday at uh, the Encore and which is so grateful to host our event. And it's a stakeholder meeting that's going to have an effect on how we plan watershed management for the lake for the next 10 years. It's so important to get the folks that live here 
uh, involved and invited to give us their two cents. You know, what, what are your concerns? What would you like to see in the plan? And what's made this group, LOA, so successful over the last 17 years? Everything we do is based on voluntary participation. Nothing's required. Uh, and bottom line, we've shown EPA and DNR, we know what's best for us. We know how to do it. We can take care of ourselves, and they can stay out of our backyard. <laughs> and by golly, uh, we're, we're, we're doing it, and they're continuing to give us grant money. If there's anybody out there right now in the middle of getting ready to do a landscape job, I have grant money that can give up to $1,000 toward paying for that benefit. Uh, and if you have a septic tank you need pumped out, we have a, an area, that uh, a map that we should actually sent to you with the paperwork if they live in that boundary, we, we can send them a $50 check if they give us their uh, invoice that they paid for a septic pump out. Okay. So we have lots of things going. The, the, the big thing on this stakeholder meeting is going to be at 1230. Uh, we're going to have snacks, so we'd appreciate an RSVP. They can go to our website. Uh, we're sending special invites to politicians, government officials, businesses, as well as Lake Area residents. We've had one of these meetings. Uh, and the Lodge Four Seasons is very successful, and uh, we hope, and we're getting lots of good input, and we just want to hear from everybody. We're going to expand our plan from the dam to the 19-mile marker, which is where we have concentrated uh, and had our first watershed management plan approved. This now, 10 years later, is going to be updated, and we are going to extend up the gravel arm, up Indian Creek, all the way around to the 42-mile marker. Wow. So we're going to have six six hucks, six hydrologic unit hucks, which is uh, what we – it's watersheds, basically. And uh, <clears throat> we're, we're just really excited. We're going to be able to help a lot more folks, and we're uh, going to be having additional grant money to help in all of those areas. So uh, – and, and even now, we've finally gotten DNR to let us help a failing seawall with riprap. Always before we had to only help unprotected shoreline, but uh, so we have an awful lot going on, and uh, we just would love to have as many people as we can come to the Encore Thursday at twelve thirty. Thursday at twelve thirty at the Encore, which is over there off of the uh, Business Fifty Four. That's a pretty popular place, man. I hear a lot of people uh, doing uh, things there, uh, shows and get-togethers and gatherings and socials and, of course, the shareholders meeting for the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. I want to talk a little bit about uh, are, are you still looking for volunteers to uh, help out with, uh, you know, taking a look at the water as far as uh, getting samples and turning those samples in? I know that you've got some folks that are doing that, but uh, can you use more? Do you have enough? Uh, what's the situation there? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, we have a gentleman up at the 42-mile marker that uh, has been called away on work. So I am looking for uh, a water collector at around the 42-mile marker very, very badly. So uh, if anybody out there is listening and they're around the 42-mile marker, we sure would appreciate a phone call. And uh, I do want to give our website, of course, so you can RSVP to the stakeholder meeting as well as my phone number if you have any questions. Should I do that at right now? You can do it whenever you want. You can do it now. You can do it later. You can do it for the rest of the time we're on the air if you'd like. <laughs> You're so good to me. What can I say? You're too, too good to me. Uh, 573-434-4400. There you go. And uh, the watershed uh, website is L O 
watershed.org. Pretty simple. Uh, but yes, we were out every Wednesday. We go out and collect water. Uh, by the way, I'm glad you brought that up because we are going to be giving the results of the 22-week study from last year at this stakeholder meeting. So if you want to find out the shape of our water, uh, we're going to let you know Thursday. Uh, anyway, uh, I go out on Wednesday with all the volunteers. And, oh, I'll tell you what, we just it was a beautiful day Wednesday. A little bit windy, but just gorgeous. Even though it gets hot, when you're out on that water, uh, it's, it's beautiful. And if it gets a little hot and stuff, you just speed up the boat a little bit and create your own wind. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we, we always have a good time out there. And I can't thank all of our volunteers. You know, Luke over at Dog Days, he's one of our volunteers out there. And uh, we've got Shannon up at the dam that collects. And Pirates Point, Adam's out there helping us around the 31-mile uh, uh, marker. And so, again, I can use some help at the 42. Right, right. But, uh, we, we're excited to still have the kayak meetups that we're doing at Hahatanka. We do it the second Saturday every month. We had a good crowd this last uh, here in June. We expect a, a good crowd in July. Uh, we're thinking about doing uh, the Nine with Darter, which is a, a fun, fun float from the Whistle Bridge to Hahatanka. And so you can go online and register for that. And uh, we buy your insurance and a shirt, and you bring your own food. Uh, we can shuttle your cart. We've got a shuttle set up to shuttle you back to the boat and leave your cart haha tonka so you're ready to go at the end. And uh, that's kind of that's set for July 16th if we have enough folks register. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we get enough if we get enough participation, we'll go for it. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll uh, rearrange it for another time. And then always we need volunteers for shootout. That's such a huge fundraiser for Loa really keeps us in business writing these grants to help the local folks here at the lake and uh so we really appreciate anyone that would like to step up and say hey i'll help you out then i have one other thing i'm very excited about i'm probably going to be letting the cat out of the bag a little early on this but i've been working with osage beach the city of osage beach and they're such nice folks and uh we are going to be planning over the next year how we can set up a permanent household hazard waste facility here at the lake, which I've been trying to do and wanting to do for 15 years. And it might just be coming to fruition. It's not 100% there yet, but I just want folks to know that we're working hard, and I really, really have a lot of positive uh, reception from Mike at uh, and Gina at Osage Beach, the city administrator mm -hmm. and a city administrative assistant. Anyway, uh, that's going to be uh, investigated this year. We're going to get it all put together. We're going to write the grant for it next year. And so, uh, and it all came about because Lowe has been helping with a cleanup. We just had a very successful cleanup at Woods. We had over 100 cars on just your regular household community cleanup. You know, everything from just everything except the hazardous stuff. So now we're going to try to be able to add hazardous stuff stuff to that. But I've been working with Kevin O'Brien and uh, that has the grants to do these cleanups. And so Loa helped at Woods, and then we helped again up in Versailles. And we plan to be involved in that, to be able to get the stuff. You know, we're right on the epicenter. We're on the lake. So it's very important to get this stuff off of the lake area. And uh, so we're working hard to get that done, too. So we've been busy bees. Certainly sounds like it, and uh, you, you you have never, as, as long as I've known you, Donna, you've really never taken your foot off the gas. You're all about making sure the 
Lake of the Ozarks is a place that uh, people can enjoy now and well into the future. So uh, thank you for the efforts uh, uh, what you and uh, your staff do to uh, make sure that the quality of this uh, lake, the water quality of this lake is as good as we can possibly make it. And keeping an eye on the water quality with different volunteers and going out there and actually getting samples and doing all the measurements that uh, you do. I was uh, very fortunate last year to have an opportunity to do a ride-along with you and some of the members of of LOA, and I was uh, given a demonstration of how you take the samples and and what's done and and where everything ends up when it's all said and done. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. uh, Donna's number, 434-5400-573-434-4400. Zero, zero. If you're uh, new to the lake, if you're retired and you'd like to help out the cause, they would certainly love to have you. If you're just looking for something to do in your spare time, uh, if that if that exists, well, then uh, become a volunteer with the good folks at LOA, and uh, your efforts won't go unnoticed, especially by those people coming down here and enjoying our lake, and uh, certainly uh, folks that will be coming in the future, future generations, because that's essentially what this is all about. I wanted to ask you just real quick, um, talking about uh, the water quality, uh, how closely, and I'm sure you work very closely with the folks at Ameren, because I know they have the shoreline cleanup, uh, or, or, you know, there were, there were a couple of times due to COVID that they weren't able to make that happen, but they're, they're getting right back on the horse now with it. How closely, uh, do you work with uh, Ameren when it comes to the, the shoreline cleanup? Uh, do you folks volunteer to help out with that particular project? We sure do. Uh, we have adopted probably 10 years ago the uh, Sunrise Ridge Condominium, and we start there at Frankie and Louie's, and we come all the way downriver along the bluff clear up to Big Thunder Marina, which is about the eight-mile marker, but there's a lot of coves in and out, so we clean up quite a few miles. Right. Of course, you know, what helps me get all those volunteers is uh, Rick at Stewart's donates biscuits and gravy for breakfast, and nice. then we always have a <laughs> You bet. And so that gets everybody out early, and uh, Aaron provides uh, their work boats. Sometimes if we have extra folks this year, the Coles folks helped us out. And uh, uh, we get quite a few folks on that shoreline, and it, it it's a wonderful experience. We clean up. We've gotten everything you can even imagine <laughs> to haul over to that dumpster. Right, right. But we, we get her done. And uh, it's, it's uh, yes, we do participate in that cleanup, and we're so glad. We haven't gotten back to having the wonderful celebration in the spring for everybody, but at least we're back out on the water again right. with Amarin. Yes, that uh, that's uh, such a great thing, and you folks uh, do uh, a wonderful job. And uh, of course, you provide uh, volunteers for things like lake race, and uh, I don't know if you do anything with shootout or not, but uh, I guess some of that money that is raised by those organizations ends up going to Loa. Uh, to help uh, further the cause, as is the case with a lot of the charities that benefit from uh, volunteering for certain events around the Lake of the Ozarks. Again, Donna Swall, it is uh, next Thursday, and I believe that would be the 23rd? That'll be the 23rd. By the way, I have to say thanks. I have to say thanks to Fat Saddles Pizza. Uh-huh. He also donated a whole bunch of wonderful pizzas for us for that Ooh. shoreline cleanup. Yeah, so yeah. thank you. Thank you, Fat Saddles. But, uh, yes, it is the 23rd, and, uh, again, we need volunteers big time for shootout. That Uh is our major fundraiser of the year. Uh, We thank all of those patrol boats that help me out. We do the the, uh, 
patrol boats for lake race. So uh, to keep uh, the side of low over the administrative side of low going. So without those events, it'd be kind of hard to stumble along. But uh, we're we're in good shape. We just always need more volunteers. So come on, give us a call. Five seven three four three four 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 zero zero. Become a member of a, a group of individuals that uh, get together to make sure that uh, the quality of our lake is great now. And certainly for future generations, the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. Don, I appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Have a uh, safe and eventful weekend. And, of course, if folks want to want to be there on the 23rd, be a good time to talk to the folks. Uh, uh, maybe, as I said, you're new to the area and you just want to come down and find out a little bit more about uh, the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance and what they do. Uh, this would be the perfect opportunity. Hey, you have a a good one. As always, thanks for reaching out. Anytime you need some airtime, just give us a holler, and uh, we're happy to get you on. Thank you, KB. Surely appreciate it. Thank you. Donna Swall with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance and uh, a great group of folks. You know, what they're doing is uh, trying to help preserve our lake and doing things to make people aware. Uh, one of the interesting things that they do and I will say that uh, they try to, you know, get people who live along the lake who uh, have, you know, the soil there is, is, is trying to get that soil to stay in place. People who do things along the lake, you know, maybe you're remodeling your home, maybe you're building a home, uh, you know, and, and some of that rain comes through and that drainage uh, ends up. In the lake, uh, they will tell you things that you can do to make sure that we're not putting things in the lake that don't need to be there, that harm the overall quality of the lake, uh, uh, the various uh, species that live in and around the lake, and things along those lines. 825 is our time. 825. Uh, I don't know if you watched the uh, race a couple of weekends ago. Uh, NASCAR was in St. Louis, or in the St. Louis metro area. They were actually over in Illinois. And uh, Clint Boyer, who is a member of the uh, NASCAR broadcast team on Fox, well, he wasn't there this past weekend. Uh, It was Mike Joy, Tony Stewart, and Larry Mack, Larry McReynolds. Unfortunately, uh, Clint was involved in uh, an accident. Uh, Police in Lake Ozark have completed their investigation into a fatal traffic accident involving former NASCAR Cup Series star and current Fox Sports analyst Clint Boyer, according to a report by Brian Dooley on Fox 4. According to authorities, Boyer was involved in a crash on June 5th that killed a 47-year-old woman who was walking on a highway ramp. The crash was reported to have occurred just before 9 p.m. on Sunday, June 5th, in the evening after the NASCAR Cup Series race at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. A Boyer was driving westbound on U.S. 54 near uh, Osage Beach, approaching Missouri 242 when he struck a woman who was walking on the ramp. The woman, 47-year-old Mary Jane Simmons of Camdenton, Missouri, was pronounced dead at the scene. Boyer hit his brakes when he realized the crash had occurred, called 911, and pointed first responders to the victim. Authorities say Boyer showed zero signs of impairment and provided a roadside sample of .000 blood alcohol content. The crash uh, report states that Simmons was under the influence of drugs with a crystalline substance found among her belongings believed to be methamphetamine. So, very unfortunate with the loss of life, um, 
but uh, Boyer was absent from last week's Fox Sports broadcast at Sonoma with what the network called a personal matter Thursday night. Boyer addressed the fatal traffic uh, accident in a statement provided to Fox 4. That is where we're getting this, CBSSports.com. Anyone that knows me knows that family is everything to me. My thoughts and prayers are with the family and loved ones of Ms. Simmons. Read a statement from Clint Boyer Racing. This is a very difficult time for my family, and I uh, please respect our privacy as we move forward. Boyer raced uh, the full-time NASCAR Cup Series from 2006 to 2020, earning 10 career victories and a best finish of second in the championship standings in 2012. He has served as the lead analyst for Fox's coverage of NASCAR in each of the uh, past two seasons. So very unfortunate, very unfortunate, but uh, again, no... uh, no real blame coming on Boyer. And, and as of right now, they're saying that the lady that uh, he ran into, unfortunately, uh, was under the influence, and they thought it might be meth. 8.28 is our time. Mary Isaac will join me at 8.40 this morning. Mary is with a very unique organization, and I've known Mary for a lot of years. I first met her when she was the manager out at uh, Dogwood Animal Shelter when they were uh, off of South Business 5 and 7 down there. And she uh, was very adamant about taking care of the animals and making sure they had homes and making sure that uh, they were well-treated. And so after she left the Dogwood Animal Shelter, she went on to uh, start creating a dream of her own, and it is called Angels with Tails. And it's out in the Rocky Mount area, and they're having an open house coming up on uh, Saturday, tomorrow. And so we're going to talk with her a little bit. And it's so nice to see someone who has a vision and continues to work toward that vision and make that uh, dream come true, so to speak. I think that uh, uh, so often we get discouraged by things, and maybe our vision doesn't necessarily come to fruition, and again, it's just uh, just a great thing to uh, to know that she uh, and uh, and Don have worked so hard to uh, make this possible. And she's finally getting it off the ground. And I've wanted to go out and actually visit the facility, but you can do that tomorrow. We'll talk with her shortly, as well as our good friend Mr. Dave Mop, and he'll begin at nine ten to discuss his most recent edition of Among the Dogwoods. Stacy Johnson is back with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider, the master of disaster. Killing it with sports today on Key Radio and The Daily Show. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday. A St. Louis pastor who was fined for handing out sandwiches to the hungry on Halloween had his day in court. Pastor Ray Redlick told three federal judges yesterday that he was handing out sandwiches as an expression of his faith and his freedom of speech. The city says that Redlick had to follow protocols for restaurants if he was going to hand out food. His attorney says that's a strange position to take for something that happened on Halloween. No word yet on the results of that case. Love Water Sports are just looking for a fun day on the lake? The towboat tie-up is this weekend, starting with a party at Dog Days this evening. Wake Sports boaters hit the water Saturday morning at Lynn Creek Cove. The tie-up gives a chance for water sports enthusiasts from across the lake to get together and cove out for a weekend of fun. Registration information at lakeexpo.com. It's like golfing, 
with a shotgun. The Missouri Trap Shooters Association in Lynn Creek is welcoming the public to experience their new sporting clays course with several fundraisers this summer. Shooting events have already raised money for Teen Harbor and the Magic Dragon Trail system this summer. And there's a shootout for the shootout coming up July 10th. No need to be a pro. The MTA Sporting Clays course is built for amateurs and pros alike. More info at photos at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The serving table provides free meals at Key Gathering Place, Wednesdays 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and Thursdays 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the continuing mission of Jacob and Carly Lamb to serve people in need. But this is not just about free food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual food is as great a need as the meals Jacob prepares, and we need volunteers to join in so the serving table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook before the serving table. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. TGIF back to work for the Cardinals and Royals today. They both had yesterday off. It is on the road for both of the teams. The Redbirds in first place and playing very well of late. We'll have a good challenge in Boston against the Red Sox for a three-game weekend series. The Royals in last place in their division. They've been struggling big time. They were off yesterday. They'll play the next three in Oakland against the A's. And remember some changes to baseball this year. If you haven't been keeping up with that, the National Leaguers are using the designated hitter this year. That was installed in the offseason. College baseball, the College World Series, starts today in Omaha. Two games. First game will feature Oklahoma against Texas A&M. And then the night game, Notre Dame against Texas. Tomorrow's two games, Arkansas against Stanford and Ole Miss against Auburn. And again, it's down to the final eight teams for college baseball's national championship. No NASCAR race this weekend. They're off. They'll be in Nashville next weekend. The Chiefs wrapped up their mandatory minicamp yesterday. That was the last off-season workout until training camp opens. That is a little over a month away, July 26th. They'll do that for the 12th straight year in St. Joe. The uh, 32 NFL teams have to hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the upcoming season. One of the several policy additions that have been announced, the coach can be female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the NFL. Hey, have you checked out KB on TV yet? It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see it every day. 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, like a cup of coffee with Will and Chris from Slumberland Furniture. That's greatness. So is What's Burning with KB. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. 
Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock, serving the entire lake area. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. All right, it is 837, and thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to join us here this morning. It is the Friday edition of The Daily Show, getting ready for our interview with uh, Mary Isaac with the uh, organization Angels with Tails. But let's get you updated on that uh, weather forecast. The way things uh, are looking now, uh, not a bad day, 95 the high. Low tonight of around 74. It's going to jump around. Uh, clouds mixed with sun today, a few passing clouds, otherwise generally clear tonight. And then sunny and 91 for tomorrow, 91 the high Sunday with sunshine, sunny and 97 on Monday. We'll hit the century mark apparently on Tuesday with a sunny sky, partly cloudy and 98 Wednesday, partly cloudy and 96 on Thursday, and a week from today, partly cloudy, a high of 96 degrees. Currently 77 here in Osage Beach, broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, home of the mile marker, mile marker this is this is really cool the the mile marker theory the mile marker plan it's uh, it, it's really very cool how this works and if you would like to find out more set yourself up for a free consult you can give them a call and uh, they will be more than happy to sit down and explain everything to you if you are looking for uh, oh i don't know a little financial advice if you would like to uh, uh, possibly get uh, a little bit more in the way of insight on uh, your financial future, what you'd like to do for your family. These folks here at SRG Financial Advisors, they do an incredible job. Bill, Janice, Chris, Aubrey, Dan, they're all here, and uh, even Tyler up there in Columbia, who makes an appearance uh, now and again 
right here in Osage Beach. 839. How about uh, talking a little bit about a great place for animals, the vision that has come to fruition for Mary Isaac, who heads up Angels with Tails, joining us now here on Key Radio. Mary, how in the world are you? It's been a long time. What's up? Hey, Kevin, it's wonderful to hear from you. How's the number one radio announcer at the lake doing, too? Well, I am doing just wonderful, and thank you <laughs> thank you for that nice plug. We'll, we'll make sure and uh, uh, make a donation to Angels uh, with Tails for that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, I remember, you know, when you were first talking about doing this and how dedicated and uh, how just uh, focused you were on making this making this dream become a reality. And I know it's been a long journey for you and Don and a lot of folks that have helped you out along the way. And it's so nice, finally, to be able to say that, hey, Angels with Tails is going to have an open house tomorrow, and everybody's welcome to come out and check it out. Let's talk a little bit about tomorrow, and then we'll kind of back uh, things up a little bit and talk about the journey that uh, is Angels with Tails. Okay. Well, tomorrow our first annual open house uh, will begin at noontime and go through till 6 p.m. We're located at in Rocky Mount here um, on Happy Tales Lane, which is just right off of Red Arrow Road. If anybody's familiar with the area, you can GPS it if you'd like. Mm-hmm. And we are located out in the middle of 55 acres out here that we have been building our animal sanctuary, Kevin. So, anyway, uh, for the day, from 12 to 1, we have uh, the Charlie Wells Bluegrass Group. Uh, it's going to be playing a little bit of music on the front porch here at our log cabin. Mm-hmm. And then from 2 to 6, uh, we've got DJ Diane the Man, my uh, stepson, is going to be DJing and playing some nice music throughout the day. Um, we've got some lemonade and tea and water and soda that will be available for donation, as well as some hot dogs and some Homemade tamales from my beautiful Lakota friend, oh, Eagle Wolf Spirit. Wow. Homemade <laughs> and tamales. They are, they are great tamales, yeah. And so basically how the day is going to go is, uh, is we just want people to come out, bring your lawn chairs, sit down with us for a while and enjoy the journey with us. We've got a lot to see. Uh, we have trails that we have built um, throughout the 55 acres. We have horses and donkeys and pigs and <laughs> bunnies and goats and um, you name it. We pretty much have uh, everything here. And uh, my whole vision, Kevin, was to have an animal sanctuary, a holistic animal sanctuary, that we put the animals back into the same type of environment that they originally were created to be in. Right. So um, our, for example, our Foofy Bunny area uh, right now, we have an 8 by 16 outside enclosure, and then along that is a run that takes them inside to an 8 by 16 air-conditioned or heated house. They have the option to go in or out. And so they can run freely and dig uh, their warns as need be because they have to do that. And then we have another area that's called our Wiggly Piggy Inn. Uh, Carl Blake, the man from Rustic Rooster out of Eldon, is going to be here talking about uh, some of our rescue pigs. Um, Wait a minute now. When, when, when he, he's talking about the rescue pigs, he's not looking at them like uh, they're going to end up... Uh, <laughs> And end up out there uh, as as part of his uh, as part of his uh, menu or something like that. You come on now. Uh, 
he loves to joke with me about that, and I always tell him all the time, hey, close the pig's ears so they don't hear what you're talking about. There you go. I guess <laughs> no, so. Actually, Carl is a wonderful man. He, uh, you know, even in the way that he treats his pig, they're, his pigs, they're very humanely raised. They're uh, raised on pasture fed. There's no antibiotic. Same concept as we have here. We feed our animals non-GMO feeds, organic feeds, uh, organic uh, produce and fruits, and you know things of that nature. So he's, we're in the same line as for that matter. Okay. So anyway, um, let's see what else we got going on. Um, we also have uh, our Angel Hip Camp which uh, is a small campground that we've built, and uh, the money that we make from people camping there goes directly back into feeding the animals, vetting the animals. So it's one of our ways we're going to make revenue for the sanctuary. And then I have a very beautiful friend of mine, Eagle Wolf Spirit, who is a Lakota Native American, and he has built an amazing sweat lodge here on the property. And... Um, it's a really serene, cool place. People will enjoy that. And this is also another way that we will make a little bit of revenue. We will be holding sweat lodge ceremonies in the future. Uh, and you'll learn more about that. Uh, I have a f military friend of mine, Colonel Eric Work, who's coming in. And he's going to be speaking about the Heroes to Hives program, which is helping our veterans help the pollinator world here. Uh, as everybody knows, we have a decrease in our bees population and our pollinators, and he's going to be talking to folks about that and uh, how you can get involved, especially veterans and their families. So uh, we got a lot, we got a lot going on. So it sure sounds like it. It sure sounds exactly like what you have wanted it to be for a long, long time. And you started this venture back when. Um, well, I tell you what, my husband, Don, and I, we moved here to the lake. It's going on 24 years, mm -hmm. and we were actually right on the lake. Well, we had this property right across the road of 30 acres, and we eventually ended up buying an adjoining 20 acres. So we moved up here about four and a half years ago, and we built a log cabin right in the middle of the 50 acres, and we have built the sanctuary all around us. So... We've been doing that now, like I said, about four to five years now. So we've been pretty busy. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have. You definitely have. Uh -huh. And I know this is something that you've always dreamed of. And just having a place yeah. for animals who can't find a home. And, and you know, you talk about a right. sanctuary. And it, boy, it sounds like you're prepared if we uh, we start hearing about uh, the need to build an ark. You've got uh, probably at least two of everything and then some. So we'll be pretty safe yeah. uh, you know, if, if it rains and we need, uh, we, we'll find dry land and we'll be in good shape. Well, you know, another thing I forgot to tell you, you know, we have the swinging Nigerians where's our goat playland. And right now we're building a three-story structure, and the third level up there is a big pirate ship. So we can always jump on that pirate ship and take off if there's any <laughs> issues with flooding here. So. <laughs> so anyway, though, I really would love to meet all our neighbors here at the lake. Um, like I say, we're still taking in animals. We're going to be officially open. We're open uh Wednesday through Saturdays from 10 to 2. Uh -huh. uh, if you'd like to volunteer with us, we'll have application forms here. Um, so that's about it for now, Kevin. Right. Well, I, I certainly appreciate you taking some time to share the story with us. And, again, that is tomorrow from noon until 6. 
out there off of Red Arrow Road on Happy Trail. Is it Happy Trails Lane? Happy Trails Drive? No, it's Happy Tails. Oh, Happy Tails. Happy I'm Tails. sorry. I'm I'm thinking of Happy Trails. I'm I'm already thinking about. <laughs> We're angels with tails, Happy Tails. And I got to tell you, I was I was putting together a little uh, mention uh, on my Facebook page uh, that I was going to have you on as a guest, and I put. Of all things, I was getting a little tired last night, so I put angels with wings, and Tina, she's like, I, I didn't want to say anything to you and, and make you look stupid on Facebook, so I, I waited till I got home. It's not angels with wings, it's angels with tails, and so I went back in and fixed that, but yeah, I got a little, I, I was, I was burning, uh, yeah, she was watching your back, definitely watching your back, so again, tomorrow, a great day. Go out and, and enjoy this uh, labor of love that has uh, uh, been something that I know Mary has had on her mind for a long long time and finally uh it's there it's available people need to go out and check it out i'm interested to find out more about this whole sweat lodge uh thing that you guys have got coming up as well maybe we can talk about that down the road once you get rolling with that i would enjoy the opportunity kevin i really appreciate you having me on this morning hey it's great to have you on it's great to hear from you Uh, our best to to everybody involved with angels with tails and uh, good luck with your open house tomorrow thanks uh thanks for hanging out with us all right okay all right, thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 8.48, Mary Isaac with Angels with Tails, not Angels with Wings. We already know that I guess most angels have wings. Or is it like uh, in the movie with uh, Jimmy Stewart? Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So maybe you have to work toward it first. You don't just get them. You know, it's like a lot of things in life. You don't just... They don't just hand it to you. You kind of have to work for it a little bit. 849, and the one, the only Dave Maupin will be joining us here very, very shortly to uh, discuss his most recent venture, uh, and that is uh, his venture to a Camden County Commission meeting or possibly a school of the Osage School Board meeting. But all in all, it is uh, coming up. On the uh, program next week, uh, just a few of the folks that we will be talking to, they include... The one and only uh, mayor of Osage Beach, Michael Harmison. We'll talk to Michael a little bit about this uh, TIF uh, that they would like to put in place for uh, the outlet mall. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they voted on it. And I saw some uh, saw some things there on uh, Facebook about it. Uh, I wanted to uh, see if maybe we could talk to Gail Griswold about it as well. I don't know. Uh, I believe she's on the TIF commission. But TIFs are an interesting thing, and uh, I have always been under the impression that no one has a crystal ball, so when you say something like, you know, it it provides jobs, well, sure it does. But unfortunately, a lot of places around here, throughout the state, throughout the country, are having a hard time filling jobs. So does it really provide jobs, or as they say, job security? Um my thought process would be uh, I would like to see these folks have people ready to fill out job applications as soon as they are ready to open the doors to this place. Now, it is obviously going to be a project that takes some time. $186 million is uh, what they're looking at so far. Sometimes they come in under. Sometimes they come in over. Um, but um, tips are a very interesting thing. And I think you could almost apply a TIF in this particular instance because one of the words that people always have a hard time dealing with is the word blighted. 
And so certain TIFs, are we really talking about a blighted area? Uh, but TIFs originally designed to uh, allow redevelopment to take place in areas that may have uh, become run down, you know, parts of a city that uh, just really no longer exist in the form uh, that there's a lot of uh, business uh, activity, a lot of people living in and around the area. Maybe it's become run down. Maybe it's become crime-ridden. And so everybody would like to see uh, redevelopment in areas like that. Like I I, I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, we might have mentioned this on the air, and and this might even be a conversation for David Stokes uh, because uh, David is with the Show Me Institute, and, and we talk about TIFs from time to time. But there's no real certainty when you subscribe to a tip because a number of things can happen along the way. And uh, I was on social media reading, uh, I think, Citizens for a Better Camden County or something, uh, and they were talking about the TIF. And so, uh, you know, good luck with the project. But remember, when you dedicate funds or, you know... the group that is, is, is developing this, they want not just a TIF, but they want some other tax incentives as well. And sometimes that um, that isn't always favorable to, say, your local fire department, your local school, because they're not getting the money they need to uh, run the show. But I guess it's all in how you look at it. I, I think people look at the outlet mall and see it for what it is. And that is a place where people used to go and shop. And it brought in a lot of business, a lot of business. 573-633-5395 if you'd like to comment. Uh, and I guess it's it's always worth looking at both sides of the story. But the uh, portion of the story that I'm a little concerned about or I'm a little confused about is that uh, if this project fails, and hopefully it won't, if they're going to go forward with it, we'd like to see it uh, be completed and be successful. You're talking about restaurants. You're talking about apartments. You're talking a, a, about a, a hotel, an entertainment area. And I guess the real key here is luring these shops in and then, of course, making sure that you have the necessary people in the necessary places to run these shops, whatever they may be. If it's uh, clothes, if it's shoes, if it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, Because I know that essentially the outlet mall, when you talk about an outlet mall, you kind of create a vision in someone's mind of a, a place where you can go and get the bargains. And that was always kind of the way I interpreted the outlet mall. There were some places in... I guess you were paying uh, maybe as much as you normally would uh, if you went to buy your shoes wherever. But, again, the real concern here is getting this project completed. And the fact that uh, I read in the Lake Expo article, maybe we need to pull that up again just to kind of clarify here, because I was a little confused that if the project fails that the city will not be responsible, I guess, for any of the uh, financial loss. 
And that is certainly something that uh, a lot of us kind of scratch our heads about. Uh, Who takes the hit if things fall through? But again, that is, uh, uh, I don't know if that is of any real concern to anyone. I don't know if anyone's really taken the time to look at that and ask that question. Did anybody ask that at the uh, the Board of Aldermen meeting yet or night? I guess we could probably talk to Mayor, Mayor Michael Harmison when he comes in to join us uh, on Monday. Michael Harmison will be here Monday. My buddy Dan Wass will be in on Tuesday to talk about all of the all of the hubbub surrounding firearms legislation. Hmm. And there is a lot of it. And there is a lot of bipartisan support for firearms legislation. We talked yesterday with Chris Ann Hall. And Chris Ann Hall said that, you know, these folks that are making all of this legislation, uh, they really shouldn't be doing it because they... <laughs> Don't have the, as they say, okie-dokie to be doing so. There's this little, there's this little uh, document. It's called the Constitution. Maybe you've heard of it. So I was uh, just kind of uh, interested in that conversation. But we do have a lot going on. I was uh, just really excited to hear that... Uh, They're having the big event, uh, kind of like an open house, if you will, out there at the MTA, Missouri Trap Shooters Association Gun Club. That was pretty cool. But uh, back to what we were talking about regarding this TIF. I hope things work out. I really do. And if this is the direction that they want to go, then uh, if things don't work out, (laughs) then I guess they need to be responsible for that as well. I mean, uh, hold whoever's feet to the fire. Trying to find this article real quick before we get up to the top of the hour. Uh, here it is, right here. And as far as what I had seen in the article itself, it shows the layout of the mall and things along those lines. Uh, one of the paragraphs they've asked the city for a tax increments increment financing agreement, which consists of bonds issued by the city, which the city would not be responsible for paying should the project fail. So they automatically just take it and wipe it off the the ledger or off the record, or how does that work? That's They are wanting a TIF as well as various other tax incentives, and we really don't have an idea of what those various other tax incentives are as well. So while we are happy to see someone step in and want to uh, do something to reinvigorate, redevelop the outlet mall, let's make sure that we know everything that's going on and various other tax incentives is kind of a broad statement. And if anybody knows what those various other tax incentives are, I'd love to hear about them. And I would also say that um, I'd like a little clarification on... uh, the city not being responsible for paying on these bonds should the project fail. If anybody can uh, shed a little light on that for me, I would uh, definitely appreciate it here this morning. 8.59. I want to thank Mary Isaac. I want to thank Donna Swall. And I certainly want to thank you for joining us as we uh, get ready to take it up to the top of the hour. 
We'll bring you some news with uh, Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. And Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris from Lake TV, taking a look at sports. We'll update you on the weather forecast. I can tell you there's a heat advisory in effect. 11 a.m. until 8 p.m., 95, the expected high. Bit of a break with not only the heat but the humidity as well this weekend. And then get ready to uh, jump right back on the gas pedal. 97 Monday, 100 degrees. The uh, forecasted uh, temperature for Tuesday and then uh, 97 it looks like here on Wednesday. We'll run down the whole thing, give it to you, uh, as they say, the whole ball of wax as you are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio, K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri, officially 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Business, government, religion, family issues, and more. Find it all right here on 89.3 K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday. A St. Louis pastor who was fined for handing out sandwiches to the hungry on Halloween had his day in court. Pastor Ray Rudlick told three federal judges yesterday that he was handing out sandwiches as an expression of his faith and his freedom of speech. The city says that Rudlick had to follow protocols for restaurants if he was going to hand out food. His attorney says that's a strange position to take for something that happened on Halloween. No word yet on the results of that case. Love Water Sports are just looking for a fun day on the lake. The towboat tie-up is this weekend, starting with a party at Dog Days this evening. Wake Sports boaters hit the water Saturday morning at Lynn Creek Cove. The tie-up gives a chance for water sports enthusiasts from across the lake to get together and cove out for a weekend of fun. Registration information at lakeexpo.com. It's like golfing with a shotgun. The Missouri Trap Shooters Association in Lynn Creek is welcoming the public to experience their new sporting clays course with several fundraisers this summer. Shooting events have already raised money for Teen Harbor and the Magic Dragon Trail system this summer. And there's a shootout for the shootout coming up July 10th. No need to be a pro. The MTA Sporting Clays course is built for amateurs and pros alike. More info at photos at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. TGIF back to work for the Cardinals and Royals today. They both had yesterday off. It is on the road for both of the teams. The Redbirds in first place and playing very well of late. 
will have a good challenge in Boston against the Red Sox for a three-game weekend series. The Royals in last place in their division. They've been struggling big time. They were off yesterday. They'll play the next three in Oakland against the A's. And remember some changes to baseball this year. If you haven't been keeping up with that, the National Leaguers are using the designated hitter this year. That was installed in the offseason. College baseball, the College World Series, starts today in Omaha. Two games. First game will feature Oklahoma against Texas A&M. And then the night game, Notre Dame against Texas. Tomorrow's two games, Arkansas against Stanford and Ole Miss against Auburn. And again, it's down to the final eight teams for college baseball's national championship. No NASCAR race this weekend. They're off. They'll be in Nashville next weekend. The Chiefs wrapped up their mandatory minicamp yesterday. That was the last offseason workout until training camp opens. That is a little over a month away, July 26th. They'll do that for the 12th straight year in St. Joe. The uh, 32 NFL teams have to hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the upcoming season. One of the several policy additions that have been announced. The coach can be female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the NFL. Hey, have you checked out KB on TV yet? It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see it every day, 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, like a cup of coffee with Will and Chris from Slumberland Furniture. That's greatness. So is What's Burning with KB. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio, 89.3 FM.
This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. Hey, 907, and thank you so much for taking the uh, time to chime in with us and uh, give us a listen. We are 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach, Missouri. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, call your loved ones and get them out of bed. They can tune into 89.3 Key radio dot live our free apps for uh, the android phone for the iphone simply go to uh, whatever method you utilize in order to obtain apps type in key radio k-e-y-k key radio k-e-y-k and it's a free app download it on the phone take us with you wherever you go so you don't feel homesick when you're in walla walla washington or down there in uh, uh, beirut lebanon or wherever you might uh, be hanging out 9.08 is our time, 79 degrees, looking for a high today of 95, low tonight of around, I would say uh, they're touting 73, 74 for the overnight, lo- the overnight low. Uh, let's see here, I'm trying to do two things at one time. As most people know, I'm not a very good multitasker. Uh, Sunday to partly cloudy today, maybe uh, a cloud or two tonight, but overall mostly clear. Then uh, sunny and 91 tomorrow, sunny and 90 on Father's Day. 96 the high on Monday with sunshine, mostly sunny and 100 degrees expected on Tuesday. 97 with a partly cloudy sky on Wednesday, partly cloudy and 95 Thursday, looking all the way ahead to next Friday the 24th. Isolated thunderstorms and a high of around 95 degrees. 909, 79 degrees, hanging out here with Dave Maupin in studio now with us uh, among the dogwoods. Uh, how have you been handling the heat, Dave? Uh, it's been okay. Yeah? Yeah. A yeah. lot of inside time. <laughs> Getting a lot of stuff done in the house. Well, we get like a screen porch, too, and we set it up all nice, and mm-hmm. we just never go out there now, because it's like we haven't found that right temperature where you could actually be out there. Get a, you got to get a nice breeze, though, you know. Anytime, and, and I've talked to some people who've had screen rooms built on their homes. Some of them are happy because they took the time to kind of figure out, you know, where the sun and the wind and all that other stuff is a majority of the time. And other folks did not do that and are kind of regretting uh, having that uh, particular setup. And I don't know, you, you talk to the folks that uh, build these things that do it, uh do it for a living they should probably be able to at least help you out with a few pointers yeah we got a fan but if i go to go out there i know it's bad because even my dog will be like nope my dog will just stay right yeah. by the air conditioning when the dog throws in the towel that's that's when you know it's hot <laughs> because my dog he likes to go out on the back deck he i i it we could be living on the sun and he would still want to go out on the back deck and, and bark at something there's got to be something out there if it's a deer if it's a squirrel if it's a stray neighbor kid, I don't know what it it could be, a turtle, whatever. Just warning you. Yeah. Warning you about all the stuff that's out there. Yeah, he's just letting me know what's up. So uh, among the dogwoods, um, this particular week, what were you uh, able to do and see and talk about? And... I, I went to a, a Greitens event. Oh, how was that? He was here He was here in uh, Camdenton. Did he have a bunch of security? Okay, yes, yeah, so it was interesting. I, I won't say I sat through the meeting because uh-huh. I'll explain why. Uh, it was at the community church where we normally have the Camden County Republican Club meetings, but right. this was not, I think, an official CCRC uh-huh. meeting. And so I figured I'll just go see because he's, he's kind of like a, you don't see him or hear from him very much. So it's no. kind of an interesting situation when I found out he was going to be coming down. And uh, we got in there, and uh, there are probably about 30 people. So it was maybe half the crowd we get for a busy Republican club meeting. And uh, they told us we had to sit on one side. Like, you know, they have pews. We all had to sit on one side of the 
the church because mm. they wanted to make the crowd, I think, look like it was perhaps bigger than it was. And so we all, okay, settled down on the right side, and we all crowded in there. And uh, then the, the gal came in and said, okay, um, he's out in the parking lot right now. He's making some phone calls. He's going to be coming in. Can we get everybody to stand up and go outside in the lobby and just line up, and we'll do a thing where he's kind of greeting everybody as he comes in. So they, they kind of like... Was it like a photo op? Or? Yeah, like it was like they wanted to kind of stage it and make it look like there were more people perhaps there. So, you know, people got up and lined up, and then we waited around for another 10, 15 minutes for him to get out of his car. So it was supposed to start at 7. Now it's like 7.20, and we're all standing around. So then I said, I'm out of here. I'm not sticking around for this. Thing. Yeah. So he came in. The problem is my car was parked on the, the side that he was coming in from, so I couldn't get out of there. I see. But uh, yeah, a bunch of people lined up, and then he came through, and they had a one of those stabilized cameras that they were holding, so they could film it as they as he went through and make it look like he was greeting, being greeted by this whole crowd of folks. And the reality was, is probably about thirty thirty people. Mm-hmm. So once he walked in, I didn't stand in the line and shake his hand. I just I watched on skeptically from the back. <laughs> and, uh, you and a lot of other people. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure he was real. Like, (laughs) does he actually exist? Uh, So I I did see him. He's there. It seems to be him. Uh, He he seemed friendly. He kind of met everybody, except for me, because I was in the back, and uh, walked through the line, and then I got in my truck and went home. So (laughs) I don't know. That was the extent of the... I just don't... And, and, And that took up all his time, and he couldn't field any questions and had to go. I heard he was a pretty good speaker. Oh, I'm sure he is. He uh, was a you know former governor, so he, right. And they they there is film of it. I think Cave Media filmed it, and his people filmed it. So there it is on Facebook if people want to watch. But yeah, I just wasn't really. I don't like being told what to do. I think that's part of my problem. I I, I get that, and and I understand that uh, maybe that would tick off a few people. Yeah, I think people were a little irritated, but some of the people were really excited to see him. Some people there, um, you know, he had a bunch of young people wearing the Greitens shirts and everything. So it was probably about a third of the group was, I think, people that had come along with him. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I was just going to listen to him, but I got so fed up and irritated by the, the time it was all the moving around and having to stand here or stand there that I just left. People don't normally expect to have to play a part in the uh, the overall uh, proceedings. Yeah. They'd rather just sit down, let's hear what you have to say, hey, can we ask you a few questions, and then uh, you know, go to Dairy Queen and get an ice cream afterwards. Yeah, and that's one of the good things about a lot of the events we do have down here. I mean, you can meet the lieutenant governor and talk to the lieutenant governor. You can meet the treasurer. You know, These guys will come up and talk to you, and you yeah. can actually have a conversation with them. Right. And this just felt a little bit too... Uh, Staged. Yeah, unauthentic. Authentic, you know, so I was like, I'm not going to be part of this. I didn't want to get also filmed, and then I'm part of some. Now he was a he was a Navy SEAL, right? I think so. Yeah. I think uh, what he needs to do is is like you could have him coming into like say an event, and uh, all of a sudden there's like uh, the lights go down, and then the fog rolls out. And then all of a sudden, he kicks open the door, and he's dressed like Rambo. Sure. And he runs up to the podium, and he starts, you know, giving everybody the high sign and the high fives and running through the crowd. and, and Or everything. swimming from the lake. You could just swim in, scuba yeah. gear, and just walk in from the water. Oh, that'd be great. And like, walk right up the hill. <laughs> he would have on the goggles, and maybe he gets out of the water, and he's got a knife in his mouth, yeah, you know? Exactly, all camoed up. <laughs> and he comes out nice and slow and looks around. I'm looking for trouble. Well, we know that was true. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, he, he's looking for trouble uh, that, that Missourians may very well 
be enduring. And so he's got, you know, he's got that. He's Navy. the solution. Yeah. <laughs> Missouri's got problems, and I'm the solution. Yeah, I mean, we already had him once before, and that wasn't exactly an inspiring uh, tour of duty for him. The problem but, is, though, is people are saying that this guy seems to be the front runner. The Democrats are going to love the daylights out of that, and I honestly believe that Democrats would go and vote for this guy to kind of boost the possibility for him to uh, get the nod for U.S. Senate from the state of Missouri. And if he goes, I, I, I really don't know, you know, because nobody's really had the opportunity to sit down and ask him, okay, so as governor, you ran into all, uh, all the problems, all the issues, and, uh, you know, you ended up having to, you know, leave a little early. Uh, did you learn anything from that? Uh, you know, how has that changed your life? You know, have you have you done anything differently? Do you, uh, you know, do you value women and, uh, you know, the relationship that you had with your wife or, or anything? Is that, you know, something that you really think about now? Right. Yeah, it definitely changes life. I mean, he's not filing his income taxes as married anymore. That's I mean, true. That's, <laughs> that's one thing. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> His tax status changed. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the Senate race is frustrating, kind of a little bit like the race for commissioner now, yeah. you know, where you've got a crowded field for the Senate spot. Uh, Eric Schmidt, I've been pretty clear about how I feel about him. Uh, you know, he's kind of trying to do this thing where they figure they can be AG for a little bit, do the Josh Hawley formula, where they hop into the AG spot and then they move on to a Senate spot. And, you know, Eric Schmidt, is good at suing people and filing lawsuits and stuff like that. But we only saw him once down here, I think, and that didn't go very well. Didn't want to answer questions. And so that wasn't real impressive. Now, Sherman and Peabody got in the way back machine. I think Josh Hawley got in the way forward machine. Right. And, uh, hey, Mr. Hawley, where are we going today? Uh, we're going to the United States Congress, uh, Sherman. Yeah, I mean, he, Holly tried to do that uh, that winery event where it was like going to be a thousand bucks a table yeah. or something. Then they canceled it. I'm, like we talked about, it, I'm pretty sure everybody was like, "Why would I pay to hear Josh Holly when I can just go on Fox News and watch him for free?" You know. So I'd be worried. Eric Schmidt's one of those guys who you make him this U.S. senator, and then we're never going to see him again. He's going to live in Virginia next to uh, Josh Holly, and that'll be the last we see of him. Wow. Though Roy has disappeared. I mean, you don't hear anything from Roy. <laughs> People almost forget who our other senator is. Roy has essentially checked out, and I think he checked out a long time ago. And he just kind of keeps his name out there so people will see it and think, maybe this guy would be a good consultant. Maybe this guy would be a good analyst. Maybe he'd be a great lobbyist for yeah, something. Yeah, probably. You know? and, and, and that's really a shame because, you know, he's checked out. And so and there's no way of 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 Missourians saying okay well you know if you don't care anymore you really don't care anymore and you're more about you know padding your pockets and your future why don't you just go home early and we'll put somebody else in there exactly let somebody get appointed for the spot man. yeah yeah so i think uh i'm probably just going to end up going with Vicky Hartzler so wow. i mean it's not a choice i'm i'm proud to have to make but i think you know she got Josh Hawley's back in her you know i think Greitens would be a mistake as a, oh, as a nominee, huge. So, so I think the choice between Schmidt or Hartzler, I'd probably pick Hartzler. But I, I find it very interesting that um, a lot of these folks get up there, and they see that this has become the land of milk and honey, and so you go in as a pauper and you kind of leave as a prince. Right. 
Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Being a politician has become a career for people. Yeah. You know, you, you're young and like when you see uh, Holly's group come in, you know, they're you know, all these young guys who look like they've, they've worked for his campaign and they want to be his chief of staff yeah. and then they're going to be a state rep and then they're going to be a U.S. congressman. It's like it becomes their entire career uh, to be in politics. I don't, we've, we've said it before, it's not really how the system was designed to be. I don't think the idea was that politics would be a career for anybody. Mm -hmm. It's something, if you're a leader in your community, at some point you decide, well, I'm I'm going to leave my farm and I'm going to run for office and see what I can do. Well, and, and here's the thing with Blunt. Uh, weren't there like 50 legislators that uh, sent a letter to him uh, saying that he needs to back off of being part of this bipartisan gun legislation? Oh, really? Yeah. Because you can't, folks, as much as, as much as everybody is feeling all warm and fuzzy because Congress is noticing that there may be a problem uh, with, uh, with firearms and, and wants to do something about it, um, it, it it's, it's really not what it's being made out to be. And I would say that you, you look at a situation like this and, and you really have to think about where your legislator's mind is when they're, you know, everybody's jumping on board. Oh, we've got to do something. We're going to legislate our way out of the problem. No, you're not. It, it, even passing what you're passing now, if, if it does pass, it's not going to solve the problem. It's really not. Well, he's per perfect for the choice because he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Right? So they'll, they'll probably just be like, hey, we need you to throw yourself on this grenade for us because <laughs> you're almost out of here. Yeah, uh, he says, I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no problem whatsoever. Yeah, he's not trying to get reelected or anything. So, Well, and, 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 and the whole deal with the Greitens thing, I wonder if there were other people much like yourself that said, what in the world is going on here? We didn't come up here to participate in some kind of a campaign. And, and I mean, you know, hey, you know, if you're going to ask me to get up and stand in line and do all these other things, you know, how about a little compensation? You know, how about a, how about a gift card to McDonald's or something? Yeah, yeah I agree. So, I, yeah, so I left. So I, I feel bad because I actually told some people about it, and they sat through the whole thing. Meanwhile, I was happy as a clam driving home in my truck. Yeah. <laughs> Got home early. There you go. Yeah, so that was that. That was that event. Uh, another thing I did was on Friday, I, I met uh, after, actually, I think it was sometime this week, I think, I, I met with the sheriff and his uh, chief deputy, mm -hmm. and we had talked about how there'd been that uh, some articles written about the pay raises and things like that. So the sheriff kind of was talking to me, wanted to talk about, I asked him a bunch of questions about how the department works and operates, and uh, he kind of showed me some of the pay rates. Mm -hmm. So it turns out that it looks like all the deputies are making the 1925 that they were, that's basically what he had said he was going to put them at. Mm -hmm. A couple might be making a dollar or so more, but... Uh, one of the issues is I think that the deputies, you know, there's not a lot of deputies who have a lot of time on service as a deputy because generally when they've been there for about four or five years, if they don't go somewhere else, they tend to promote. And so, mm. you know, it seems like the, the sheriff said he was going to give those, raise that minimum salary, and it looks like he did do that. And so, you know, and we'd, we'd spoken about it where I think the problem was that maybe some of the deputies who were a little more senior were irritated that they were making the same money as the new guys now. And that's a problem anywhere. I mean, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, you know, they want to uh, have all of these incentives uh, for people uh, as far as wanting to hire employees because they're having uh, problems doing so. And, you know, you've been there four, five, six, maybe even ten years, and then uh, they bring somebody brand spanking new in to, to incentivize them to want to become 
uh, an employee, well, you're making as much as they are. And it's like, you know, I did all this and I had to kind of go up the scale. I didn't get to come in at the rate that they're offering now. So I could see where there might be some people that would be a little perturbed with that. But in your discussion with the sheriff, it, it, it's probably better for someone like you who has the background in law enforcement because you, when he's talking to you, you understand exactly what he's talking about. Right. And I know what questions to ask. I mean, I could, sure. I could run a department that size probably based mm-hmm. on my career experience you know so it's like watch what you say no, man. no no no, no. <laughs> you, you just made it public can, can we uh can we cut that out <laughs> hold on <laughs> yeah but it's so yeah it's good because i can i can run through a bunch we talked about how the medical examiner works out here we talked about the shifts right. uh how many are in detectives where the deputies are all deployed. Uh-huh. And so it's good in a way because, you know, that way if people have questions, even on like Facebook or stuff, uh, you know, you don't necessarily want the sheriff to be responding to people on Facebook, but I can maybe give more of an explanation about how the department works. And they were very uh, open and receptive about answering my questions. So we went from A to Z basically as far as how the department operates. And yeah, I think it's in pretty, pretty good shape. So we'll see. Well, I guess uh, only time will tell, right? That is basically uh, the measuring stick by which a lot of folks uh, go by in the sense that, uh, you know, we've we've implemented some changes or we'd like to uh, pay some folks and hopefully they'll stick around and all the money that they spend on. And, and that's the big concern, obviously, is you spend all of the money that you do on training and you budget for that. And then someone decides, well, hey, you know, I've got an opportunity to go to a bigger department that pays more money. Uh, why not? And and I would say, especially in that line of work, why not? Right. And, yeah. you know, I've heard some rumors that Memorial Day was not a good day for for tax purposes, for, for sales tax generation. Mm-hmm. So there is some concern that this year is not going to be like last year. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, at some point, we have to reach that plateau and maybe start going down the other side again. Yeah, I think we've reached it. And, uh, I mean, as far as the economy, as far as inflation, as far as gas prices, people just aren't going to venture that far away from their home. I'll tell you, you know, we went to Florida over Memorial Day weekend, and it yeah, I got my credit card bill. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so I think that's part of the problem. People saying, hey, gas is too expensive. Yeah. We won't go down the lake this year or whatever. So, yeah, you got to be prepared for those ups and downs. So, you know, I think he's the sheriff's trying to be careful about using the sales tax money that he got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we mentioned that it's, you know, it's a little bit of a slow starter. So when you have a new sales tax, yeah, January, February, March, you're not going to be getting the, quite the revenue. It's when you hit the summer months that you're really going to start getting it. Yeah. And I think the one thing the sheriff doesn't want to do is he doesn't want to give pay raises that he's not going to be able to afford. So he wants to kind of see just where that sales tax, quarter cent sales tax is going to fall before he starts promising things. And, and I think that's the one thing that a lot of people forget about. I mean, you talk about it in the sense that, you know, you'd like to be able to provide for these men and women that do that job. Uh you know, much like uh, a lot of things, when we, even when we were talking about this uh, TIF for the outlet mall, you have no real idea where things are going to end up as far as the economy. And, uh, you know, are you going to be able to make the grade or are you going to have to cut back or put things on hold? There's no real way of telling if the economy crashes and we go into a recession the economy, I, I say crashes, I don't think it's going to crash, but I mean, it is a, a bumpy road at this particular point. And we end up in a recession. That is going to change the, the dynamic of everything. Yeah, and also fuel costs, all that stuff makes uh, 
a department more expensive to run. Oh, yeah. You know, especially a sheriff's office like we have. So uh, for people who wondered, generally we've got uh, a, like one or two deputies working out on Horseshoe Bend, and I think they've got a supervisor out there. There's uh, the typical shift for the sheriff's office is going to be three deputies and then a sergeant or corporal. I think corp. they said corporals are usually in a year or two. They're basically like junior sergeants. They'll move up to sergeant after that. So you're talking maybe two deputies out on Horseshoe Bend. You've got three covering the rest of the county shagging calls. Uh, you've got a couple community uh, deputies who who work, operate out in more remote areas, you know, like Climax Springs. Uh-huh. And they're out, and then they kind of set their own hours. You know, they'll, based on what the community needs, if yeah. there's events or special problems they have to work on, then you've got a couple school resource officers who might be deployed. So, yeah, on a typical day, you maybe got six deputies, seven deputies out there, and that's, it can get busy during the summer. And they were probably racing all over the county trying to handle business. And needless to say, you've got unincorporated areas that the county deals with as well, so... Uh, yeah, you've got to spread things out uh, as thin as it is. You know, people still expect uh, some sort of response to a, a call if there's an issue or a problem. Yeah, Jeff Christensen, the chief over at Link Creek PD, is probably looking pretty smart now with that Tesla car they got because yeah. I think it's costing him about seven bucks a day <laughs> to run that car. Well, and here's the thing, man: you got to watch it over there because sometimes the Tesla car is sitting on the side of the road and it doesn't have any. Any lights across the top? No light bar across yep. the top. Everything's on the interior of the vehicle. Yeah, it's it's very low profile. So, and you go swinging by there at uh, you know sixty, sixty five, seventy, uh, you're probably going to end up getting pulled over. And I've seen. I, I think what it is is you know all of a sudden you know you you speed by, and they jump in behind you, and you see the flashing lights inside the vehicle, and you're confused. Because normally you would see them on the outside, and you're thinking, "What in the world's going on here? I'm not stopping for this 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 person." Yeah, and I'll, I'll you know, I I'm very aware of that area because I drive down to Camden quite a bit for yeah, meetings. Sure, you so do. I, I always slow down, then I'll see some Illinois plate like barrel past me at like seventy. I'm like, "All right, buddy, good luck," because you're about to roll right into it. You you like when those out of towners do a little bird dogging for you, don't you? <laughs> they, they they flush them out, and then all of a sudden, once. Uh, once you, uh, you see them pulled over, then uh, maybe I'll, I can go a little faster. Well, and people get mad about it, but, I mean, really, the Lynn Creek wants that kind of enforcement on that part of the road. Yeah. I mean, that's something the community wants. 930, we'll step aside, come back with more of our friend Dave Moppin and Among the Dogwoods. We'll talk about uh, what do we got coming up in the second half of the program. we got a commission meeting, and if uh, we run out, we have some free time, I've got some stuff we can talk about. Yes, yes, stuff. 930, Stacy Johnson with your most trusted news source, LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider taking care of sports for us on Key Radio with Lake TV. It's all a part of The Daily Show, and thanks for listening. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday. A St. Louis pastor who was fined for handing out sandwiches to the hungry on Halloween had his day in court. Pastor Ray Redlick told three federal judges yesterday that he was handing out sandwiches as an expression of his faith and his freedom of speech. The city says that Redlick had to follow protocols for restaurants if he was going to hand out food. His attorney says that's a strange position to take for something that happened on Halloween. No word yet on the results of that case. Love Water Sports are just looking for a fun day on the lake. The towboat tie-up is this weekend, starting with a party at Dog Days this evening. Wake Sports boaters hit the water Saturday morning at Lynn Creek Cove. 
The tie-up gives a chance for water sports enthusiasts from across the lake to get together and cove out for a weekend of fun. Registration information at lakeexpo.com. It's like golfing with a shotgun. The Missouri Trap Shooters Association in Lynn Creek is welcoming the public to experience their new sporting clays course with several fundraisers this summer. Shooting events have already raised money for Teen Harbor and the Magic Dragon Trail system this summer. And there's a shootout for the shootout coming up July 10th. No need to be a pro. The MTA Sporting Clays course is built for amateurs and pros alike. More info at photos at lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The serving table provides free meals at Key Gathering Place, Wednesdays 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and Thursdays 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the continuing mission of Jacob and Carly Lamb to serve people in need. But this is not just about free food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual food is as great a need as the meals Jacob prepares, and we need volunteers to join in so the serving table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook before the serving table. Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday. TGIF back to work for the Cardinals and Royals today. They both had yesterday off. It is on the road for both of the teams. The Redbirds in first place and playing very well of late. We'll have a good challenge in Boston against the Red Sox for a three-game weekend series. The Royals in last place in their division. They've been struggling big time. They were off yesterday. They'll play the next three in Oakland against the A's. And remember some changes to baseball this year. If you haven't been keeping up with that, the National Leaguers are using the designated hitter this year. That was installed in the offseason. College baseball, the College World Series, starts today in Omaha. Two games. First game will feature Oklahoma against Texas A&M. And then the night game, Notre Dame against Texas. Tomorrow's two games, Arkansas against Stanford and Ole Miss against Auburn. And again, it's down to the final eight teams for college baseball's national championship. No NASCAR race this weekend. They're off. They'll be in Nashville next weekend. The Chiefs wrapped up their mandatory minicamp yesterday. That was the last offseason workout until training camp opens. That is a little over a month away, July 26th. They'll do that for the 12th straight year in St. Joe. The uh, 32 NFL teams have to hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the upcoming season. One of the several policy additions that have been announced. The coach can be female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the NFL. Hey, have you checked out KB on TV yet? It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. You can see it every day, 7, 5, and 11. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, like a cup of coffee with Will and Chris from Slumberland Furniture. That's greatness. So is What's Burning with KB. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV Sports Update for this Friday.
Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new products, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, Um, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. We are already up to 84 degrees in Osage Beach, working our way to a high today of around 95. Hey, uh, before you uh, wander away from the radio, I wanted to uh, let you know just exactly what's going on for the rest of the programming day here on The Key with our uh, good friend, Mr. Bill Munhausen. This is your Key Radio schedule for Friday. 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., The Daily Show, hosted by Kevin K.B. Burns, featuring guests and issues at Lake of the Ozarks. 10 to 11 a.m., Geopolitics and Empire conducts interviews with high-profile guests on geopolitics and international affairs, seeking to gain insight from experts on both the left and the right as to the true nature of current events. 11 a.m. to noon, Jennings Journal is hosted by Becky Jennings of Osage Beach. She is the owner of Jennings Insurance Group, preparing their clients for a fulfilling retirement. Noon to 1 p.m., hosted by Yvette Hampton, the Schoolhouse Rocked program brings conversations with today's home education leaders, speakers, authors, activists, curriculum publishers, and families just like yours. 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., Counterculture Mom, former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin, helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. 2 to 3 p.m., Living Off Grid, What Will You Do When the Power Goes Out? 
Join your host, Jim Calhoun, as he discusses your options. Solar, wind, generator, survival issues, as well as the world's events are covered. 3 to 4 p.m., Reclaiming Your Legacy with Dennis Peterson. Our generation is rediscovering the timeless reality that we all pass on a legacy. Will you seek to maximize the influence you will have on your generation? The 8-Hour Bank of Programs repeats 4 p.m. to midnight and midnight to 8 a.m. 9.39 is our time. Again, 95 the high today, low tonight of around 73, 74, 91 for Saturday, 91 for Sunday, and just all kinds of cool stuff uh, weather-wise this weekend. Don't forget, Dad, it's Dad's Day on Sunday. Do something nice for him somehow, some way. Yeah. I, I think... Uh, you, how about the dads? Yeah, let's... Yeah, but how about all those dads out there? Most dads are just like, just leave me alone for Father's Day. Man, that ain't no lie, brother. I'll tell you what, you are you are absolutely tuned in to what I, I'm thinking about. Hey, Dad, let's let's go here. Let's go here. Let's do this. I want to take you out. I want to do this and that and the other thing. And uh, I'm like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> Today, by the way, is National Dump the Pump Day. What's dump that? the pump. It's a day where people are encouraged to take public transportation rather Ugh. than driving their own vehicle, which does not really apply to us here at the Lake of the Ozarks. No Several way. attempts have been made uh, to start up public transportation. Uh, a good friend of mine, Vicki Amarmino, I believe she's still living out in North Carolina. Vicki and uh, some folks were putting together a bus line, and they had about three or four buses. And actually, it it worked out relatively well to start, but then the funding, you know, dried up and blew away in a hurry because you just public transportation at the Lake of the Ozarks. It, it you know you've got Oats buses and you've got to taxi cabs and I'm sure we've got some Uber and Lyft and all the other things. Uh, but as, as far as public transportation, it's it's really hard to uh, to do anything with that here at the Lake of the Ozarks, considering the topography or the lay of the land. Yeah, I guess it depends on where. Maybe Horseshoe Bend, they could have like a shuttle bus or something that stops at all the different areas on HH. Yeah, they used to have something. Uh, Lake, the city of Lake Ozark tried that as well. They had a bus for a while, and it basically ran up and down the Bagnell Dam Strip. And so they had uh, they had some good success with it the first year, and then they tried it again for a second year. And I think after the second year, they pretty much said, there's just not enough money coming in to continue on with this program. I, I would imagine you can uh, maybe get some grant money for something like that, as they call it, seed money. Well, I guess on big event nights, maybe. Like, we used to run stuff like that sometimes yeah. uh, back in college. But they called that the bus the Vomit Comet. Because it was like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. rowdy. Like, yeah. you don't, you know, you get a bunch of drunk people on one bus. It's like when they had the buses for um, pub crawl. Right. I remember I, I did pub crawl like the first couple of years. And that was more of a radio-based thing because they would take us from place to place and we would do live broadcasts. Sure. And they would say, well, why did you kind of get in the spirit of things? And rather than taking the station vehicle, hop on the bus. Go 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 for a ride on I'm the like bus. like being sober with a bunch of drunk people. Man, I'll tell you what, that ain't no live. <laughs> 942. 942, and Dave Moppin is here among the dogwoods. We've got a report of a Camden County Commission meeting. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so the base, there was a couple of planning and zoning things at this meeting. Uh, it was yesterday, yesterday's meeting. The big thing was that the, they're going to sign a, they wanted to sign a resolution uh, to pull a municipal bond to pay for the repairs that are going to be needed for the, the courthouse, the White House, the annex building where the commission offices are, and I think a little bit of the Justice Center. So the, it's basically a $4.8 million bond, um, 
And so there was an argument between the commissioners. Uh, two of the commissioners felt like Hasty and Williams felt like they should uh, finance the whole thing with a bond. Uh, go Hagen wanted to go to their original plan where they were going to use like $2 million in ARPA money and then finance the rest with the bond. He was concerned with the amount of the bond that 4.8 was going to be significant. Uh, Commissioner Hasty and Williams, they made an argument that, you know, if we're going into a recession, now would be the time to finance something because they have large cash reserves. And their concern is that when the recession happens or if it happens and it's, it's, it's coming, <laughs> the, yes, uh, it is. having those cash reserves would help them because, you know, they might have trouble making payroll and taxes go down. So there is some argument to be made for having a, a large amount of cash in the bank when tough times are coming. Right. So they thought this is the chance because, you know, in a year from now, we might not be able to get a bond to, to pay for stuff. So it would be the time to do now. Uh, Gohagen wasn't convinced. It turns out that I think they said $1.7 million of that 4.8 is going to be spent on the annex building mm -hmm. uh, that they originally paid like six hundred six hundred fifty thousand dollars $650,000 for. So that annoys people because now that's going to be like $2.3 million that's been buried into that building. Right. Um, but it's got a lot of square footage, so maybe that'll be useful for them. So in the end, it was a two-to-one vote. Gohagen voted against it. Uh, Hasty and Williams voted for it. So then they signed the resolution, and now the the, the bond guy is going to go out and shop for that $4.8 million bond on the bond market or whatever he does. So, so that's kind of how that meeting went. I, um, I wonder if... And, and, I've seen a lot of things on social media about this. A lot of people aren't happy with that at all in the sense that you had a, what, a $600,000 building, and now you need somewhere in the neighborhood of about $2.5 million to renovate it. And that's just what we know now. A lot of people felt it was a bad decision to purchase that building in the first place. And I think, you know, you want to have decent facilities for the people that work for the county. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but are there more important things that need to be addressed right now? Uh, and, and, you know, we kind of laugh about it a little bit. We say that, uh, uh, you know, we only had $8.9 million of ARPA money, and they, you know, promised $19.9 million. And so obviously some folks are going to be upset about that. But uh, aren't roads and infrastructure important to this uh, this county, and aren't roads and infrastructure something that we always hear about, that there's a huge deficit in terms of what needs to be put towards roads and bridges? And, I mean, for people who live on some of these roads and know exactly what we're talking about, they would say, yeah, we'd at least maybe like to have our road graded a little bit more. Uh, some of these uh, low water crossings taken care of, so you're not always having to deal with that making the lives of uh, the road and bridge folks for Camden County a little bit easier. But uh, it seems like sometimes, you know, it, it's let's kick, let's kick roads and bridges and infrastructure down the road so that we can, you know, serve our own needs. Well, one of the things that came up is there are going to be a lot of, I guess, uh, grants for the water districts, and some of those are going to require matching funds from the county. So the commissioners were discussing the better use of the cash they have uh, ARPA or reserves would be to uh, put that money into the into the water districts where they can actually get matching funds, and it would like you know they could turn five hundred thousand dollars into like a three million dollar project mm -hmm. by contributing cash. So, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, again, these things are promised, and hopefully they'll come through. But 
that their their idea is they could get better bang for the buck by using that cash or ARPA money on water districts and paying to to rebuild the, or fix the courthouse. Roads and bridges, uh, infrastructure, sure, but uh, you know, water and sewer—that's another biggie. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's where that's at. We'll see. So they're going to get the bond. We'll find out. I think the payment, annual payment on the bond is going to be something like $350,000 a year. Uh-huh. So that's not a small amount of money. But there was another deal, too, where it's five or seven years you can pay it off early. Uh-huh. So there, there's an early payoff option, too. If they decide that they don't want to carry the bond anymore, they can pay it off. But where does that money come from to to pay it off early. Well, we've got, I think our reserves are around $10 million. Okay. So, so they're, they're trying to get to where they have six months operating costs in reserves. Uh, do you know anything about, uh, I, I know that there's uh, the talk of asbestos remediation. They have to remove asbestos and do some other things. Uh, boy, on a $600,000 building, somebody comes in and says, uh, you know, if you want to renovate this thing, it's going to cost you in the neighborhood of $2.5 million. Uh, that sounds like uh, that's going to be a lot of work. I mean, we've seen yeah. pictures. Well, yeah, the, it's 1.7 for the renovation. I, I added in the money they paid for it. But, right. yeah, so if some of that's going to be for the exterior. Some of it's it's about, I think it's about split almost equal mm-hmm. from interior to exterior. But, yeah, so some's going to the exterior stuff. There's another thing like the sewer line is a clay pipe, that so that needs to be replaced. And that's not just, I think, from the annex building. I think that's actually from the courthouse. Mm-hmm. So there's a then they're going to make bathrooms, put in some bathrooms, make them ADA compliant. You know, there are things that it's an old building. And so the courthouse itself needs to be fixed up. So like I said, I wonder if there's, if you, if you uh, have to, if you're a business owner and uh, you know, you buy a business and your business is not up to snuff in terms of ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, uh, I wonder if there's like any grant money or anything out there that you can look for. It probably is. Yeah. But that's it. So, Basically, that was the meeting. They talked about, it was all about the bond. They right. talked about it forever. It was a really long conversation and uh, back and forth, but in the end, it got voted for. So. Was was there a, a, a nice uh, crowd in the gallery? Was there? There was. There was. There were some people there. Some people came up and asked questions. Basically, mm-hmm. mostly they were concerned that the, you know, they wanted the commission to be careful about this this deal. Mm-hmm. They were concerned about such a large bond being pulled. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. So... There we go. There you go, folks. It is 949, so we will set the next 11 minutes aside. What are we talking about? Yeah, so I had a couple things that I used to work work at, and I thought you might find them interesting. I don't know if there's even equivalents of this here in Missouri, but uh, one of the things I was assigned to when I was an investigator is I worked with the Bureau of Auto Repair. The Bureau of Auto Repair. And I don't know if they have a Bureau of anything like that. Basically, One of the things they do is, like, if you complain about a mechanic or, uh-huh. or something like that, they oh, will yeah. come in with a car. And bring it in that has an actual uh, defect that they know about, uh-huh. and they'll bring it in undercover and have the mechanic work on it I and see. see if the mechanic will like overcharge you or not do the correct repair. And just, so it's kind of like a, a sting operation that they would do. So you know, I worked with these guys. I I did smog operations with them, but uh, they gave me their business card once, and I once left it on my uh, the seat of my car when I brought it in to get it fixed. And the guys saw the card, and I know they saw the card because uh, when they when they finished the repair, the parts that they had taken out, they put in a Ziploc bag and included them in my compartment of my yeah, car. Yeah. So I was pretty sure they saw that business card. What we would do is I I help them with smog stuff. So there was a lot of fraud, you know, where you have to take your car and there, uh, they have independent operators who do all the smogging on cars. Mm-hmm. And so what they would do is they would bring in a car and it would be on the rollers and 
they would type in what kind of car it was. Well, in Sacramento, they can they know what a 99 Honda should look like for emissions. They know what a 2018 Ford Explorer should look like. So that if they'd get a variation that didn't seem right based on what was typed in, they would then come out and do like surveillance at the smog shop and watch. And they could hook it up live and say, okay, um, he says he's smogging this Ford Explorer, but we're looking and there's actually a, a, you know, a Honda Civic in the shop right now being mm-hmm. smogged. So they would then write a search warrant. And we would go in, because what would happen is you had some operations where they, they, they also weigh the cars on the rollers, so they would keep the same car in there, right. and they would just put weight on the back, like, like lifting weights to change the weight, then smog, smog it, type in a different license plate, keep the same car on there, take some of the weight off. And so they, they, one place even had a smog, uh, like an engine up above the actual smog location, so they would just pull a tube down and hook that up to the smog machine, nice. and they could change it. So. And the the reason this scam works is uh, for, like, used car dealers, what they would do is they would give a smog shop that was corrupt just a list of 100 license plates and say, we need you to just smog all these plates. And they would keep one car on there, and they would smog 100 different cars, and that one car would stay on there and just get smogged over and over and over again. Explain what, what smog means so people... Yeah, I so, know what it means, yeah. So they hook it up. They basically hook up a tube to uh-huh. the, 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 you know, whatever the muffler or, or the exhaust pipe right. and then they run the car on rollers and they get it up to a certain speed and it's so it's the wheels are turning mm-hmm. and then they get it down to idling and they check and make sure that the emissions are within right and so in california you had to do it every two years so what the used car dealerships would do is they would go buy cars at auction that were unsmoggable like they the emission system was completely a junk but so they get a really good deal on the car uh-huh. then they would send that license plate to one of these corrupt smog places, they would smog that car for that plate, not the actual car, but just mm-hmm. any car, and re- type in the plate. You, you basically would have to type in what kind of car you were doing it, what license plate. So then they would get a smog certificate for this car that couldn't be smogged, sell it, so maybe they ba- paid $500 for the car because it would require $4,000 in repairs to mm-hmm. make it the emissions appropriate. They would sell that for like two, three grand to somebody, that person would walk away with the car happy and wouldn't realize they'd been screwed over until two years later when they had to take it in to get it smogged again. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to need to pay like $5,000 to fix this car. Oh, wow. Right. So we would do a search warrant. And because they weren't police officers, I had to go with them. So I would be basically executing the search warrant. Mm-hmm. And so then they would take the emissions machine out of there. They would steal all, they would basically seize all that stuff from the smog shop. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be standing around for like three, four hours with the smog shop owner. And some of them were honest. One guy told me once, he goes, you can't be honest in this business and make a living. He goes, the only way you can make any money uh, is just to be crooked, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I would laugh because I'm sitting with this guy for three hours as they're taking all the machinery and taking all the paperwork. And I'm like, yeah, you smogged um, 200 cars yesterday. And the guy's like, you know, each smog takes like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, he's like, yeah. I said, you know, there's something funny. I said, uh, we've been here four hours. I haven't seen a single car roll in here to get smogged. <laughs> <laughs> so Slow day. Yeah. So it, it was just a total scam, you know, so. Uh, if you've ever watched any game show that's based out of the uh, state of California, all of the uh, people that win a vehicle, you hear the announcer say, you know, the California emissions package. Right, exactly. Another thing I worked on was uh, OSHA and envir- environmental crimes. Right. So OSHA, you know, it's like uh, workplace accidents, stuff like that. And you, you see some crazy workplace accidents. Yeah. But one that really stuck out to me was, uh, you know, in California, workers' comp is very expensive. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons it's so expensive is because they uh, cover workers' comp claims even on people who aren't 
officially covered. So if someone's like an illegal alien who's working, one of the reasons they employ all these illegal aliens is because they don't have to pay workers' comp for the guys. Right. And that ends up being one of your biggest costs because you now have a huge part of the workforce that isn't contributing workers' comp but can claim workers' comp. So now all the honest businesses have to pay two or three times as much to cover these I- illegal workers who are working secretly. Right. So we had a guy, he was working on a scaffolding at a job, I think he was doing stucco or paint work, and the uh, the local inspectors had come through and red-tagged that scaffolding. They're like, this is not safe scaffolding. Well, the, the guy's up there the next day, and the scaffolding collapses, and he breaks his back. So he's then transported to the hospital. What? And so he's in the hospital, and his boss, and he's a legal alien from Mexico, his boss shows up. All his boss wanted to do, he was wearing the painter's shirt from that company. He wanted to get that shirt sure. off of him. <laughs> like that was his big thing. The guy's got a broken back. Yeah. He's cutting it off of him. Yeah, and they wanted to, to set him up down in Mexico. They were like, we're going to get you a little shop down in Mexico. He was worried they were actually going to get him down in Mexico and kill him. Uh-oh. So he was paralyzed from the waist down. Horrible. And so, you know, but workers' comp did cover it, even though... That guy obviously had not covered him for, had paid any workers' comp insurance. Wow. So that was one of the investigations that was being done into him. Uh-huh. So I ran into him, and he was in, I found him in like some little garage, converted garage in the back of Arlita. Hot, no air conditioning, just sitting in a bed. A nice guy. And he told me this, this is the saddest thing. His mom came from, in from Mexico to help him out, and she was, you know, also illegally she came into the country, but she was working as a maid for like this rich family up in the in the hills and then she was extra money would give to him and well she was working at a party and cleaning up afterwards and she fell in the pool and drowned oh my god oh wow yeah so it's like this Man, guy so about the, bad karma yes yeah, so this guy is in this garage paralyzed uh-huh. and his mom dies and she's helping him it was a sad story it's that doesn't sound good at all but it just goes to show the cost of all this stuff yeah. you know like so the reason why illegal labor is cheap is because they don't pay for workers' comp. They don't pay taxes. So it's hard to be an honest worker and, and compete because if you're honest in business in California, you got to charge, you know, you, you got to charge a lot more because you're, you're guys, you're like, I'm going to pay, it's going to cost me $500 to do this job. Well, a guy with illegal labor can come in and do it for 150 because yeah. he's not, he's not paying any of the extra expenses. But the crazy thing is you're actually paying more to ensure that other guys, illegal guys, workers. So yeah, that's why workers comp is out of control cost wise in California. Basically it's like, it's, it's it's one of the biggest payroll expenses. How in the world? It it, it, it just and and I wonder if a lot of that uh, is is people scamming the system as well. You talk about what they were doing smogging the cars. We smogged two hundred cars yesterday. <laughs> I haven't seen one come in. I've been here four hours and I haven't seen one car come in. But again, if that's not the same situation, and I'm sure it probably is. Yeah, I think anytime you have these big government rules, yeah. it's almost the problem is they want to regulate things, but they don't want to contribute a lot of money to enforcing the rules, yeah. right? So then you just have people getting away with murder, almost literally, right? When the, yeah, that that one story was just a sad overall story, but but that's sure. a common thing. These guys will get injured. They're not the bosses. Who's really making the money? It's yeah. the employers. They're getting away with it, and it's the workers who pay the cost, you know, so. I don't know if, uh, you know, it, it, and it's the thing about it is, is we've allowed this to go on for so long, and, you know, somebody who's in a position more than likely that could do something about it is probably on the take. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, who, who benefits from illegal labor? Uh, large construction firms. Right. I mean, basically, construction firms in California have tons of illegal labor that they use. All the drywallers, all the painters, mm -hmm. all the roofers, those guys are all... Uh, all illegal labor and so when they get federal contracts they actually have to set up another company like a sister company because all those people then have to be vetted for right. social security so they can't even use their own labor force for those jobs dave moffin thank you so much as always sir great to see you we'll talk Glad to you again here. next friday thank you to uh my guests donna swall mary isaac thanks to you for listening on the program next week mayor Michael Harmison from the city of Osage Beach, Dan Wasson, so much more. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day.